tired of feeling like you're spinning all the plates in your design business and at any moment they could all come crashing down? Are you feeling like you're so close to breaking through to the next level, but those consistent projects still aren't flowing your way? Are you ready to finally take your business from a hobby to 100K and beyond? Then welcome to the Six Figure Designer Podcast. I'm talking all the techniques you need in your design business to start paying yourself, get great clients, and finally break through that five-figure ceiling. Today, I want to share with you some really exciting news. Something amazing happened in my high-level mastermind last week. And I want to share it with you because I want to inspire you and let you know that this can happen in your business as well. So I want you to listen carefully um, because you're going to be amazed at this story. So I have a seasoned designer in my high-level mastermind group, and she has been a designer probably for at least 17 years. She's in her fourth year of business going out on her own. And um, I have been coaching her since pretty much the beginning of her starting her business. So she's seasoned, she's very good at what she does. She's extremely experienced, very and very confident, very confident and capable in how she presents herself, super organized. Um, so she has all the all the tools, right? She has all the tools. But she came to me and said, listen, I have an opportunity in front of me and I want to talk through it. I want to figure out the best way to approach it. It was an opportunity for a new build. So a new home and guest house that was being built. But it was the biggest project ever to date that she had even attempted to put a proposal on. And she was a little bit concerned about the best way to approach it because of course if you had a 12,000 square foot opportunity in front of you um, more than likely most of you would be like yes sign me up how do I get this job what do I need to do right and she was no different she really really wanted this job it looked awesome and she was really excited about it so we worked through how she was going to approach this client and this project and we have been you know had previously worked on her process and how important that is and how she wants to work the type of people she wants to work with and also the parameters of how she works so many times we kind of adjust our process or the way we work because we really really want this project right and Many of you have known, and I've heard this story from so many people, that when they adjust the process or change the approach, it comes back to bite you in the ass every time. It either becomes a client who goes rogue, one that thinks that they know more than you and they're sort of running the show, um, and you're just kind of trying to keep up and follow along. So next time this happens to you, I want you to be really thinking about how you should be sticking to your own guns and to your own process. And if you don't have a process yet, I want you to be thinking about, you know, starting to put that together. And that is going to be coming from these experiences where something has happened and you're like, you know, that wasn't worth it, right? That was, that was not a good situation. How can I start to dial in what's important to me and then communicate that to the client? So one of the things that we had already 
figured out for her was her process. We kind of had been working on that and some of the documents that she puts together that are super important to her and how she runs a project successfully and why that um, her projects need to be done that way. And then the other thing that she did is that she set expectations ahead of time. And this was supported by her pre-meeting documents, which is something else that I teach in my program, which talks about how to put together these parameters in such a nice way that it really sets the tone for how you're gonna take the project on, how you're going to make this an enjoyable experience for everyone. And basically a nice way of saying, this is the way it's gonna be. And so she sent her pre-meeting documents and then went ahead and had a meeting with the client, gathered the information, a little more detail about the project and what the scope was and the timing and all of that. And when she came to present this opportunity to me, she had told me what she thought she wanted to charge for a design fee. Now, the number she gave me was the most she had ever charged before, so she was already a little bit concerned because, you know, the first time that you charge a number that you've never charged before, you're sort of going, can I get this? Is this going to work? I really want this project. Should I be pulling back and doing charging less so that I can get this project and have this experience? And originally, she was going to charge about $35,000 for a design fee. And of course, as we know, your design fees are based on the scope of the project, not necessarily the size of the project. So you have to also be thinking about the time and effort that it's gonna take or what's required of you for projects. So all that you know, kind of rolls up into what that design fee is. And previously, I think she had maybe charged 17,000, maybe a little bit more than that was the biggest fee to date. So for her, the $35,000 design fee was twice basically what she had ever charged before. And she was like, you know, I think this could be really great. It's an amazing project. I think that, you know, if I got a $35,000 design fee, this would be great. And so as we talked through it, we kind of worked through the numbers. We figured out um, how big the project was, how much time it was going to take in terms of um, staffing, and then also how long this project was going to be. And as you know, new builds take forever. So um, this one was gonna be quite a long time. Uh, probably a year and a half to two years of the building process. And then subsequently, the clients were going to need furniture. So that was also in the back of her mind in terms of what she was thinking she was going to charge for a design fee because she was like, okay, I can charge less of a fee because I'm going to be getting furniture purchases on the back end. Now, one of the things that I don't like about that approach is that you're assuming that everything's going to go 100% perfect and that your client is going to purchase through you for everything or even, let's even just say, some of it. Sometimes stuff happens during that process, especially a long process. 
do you really want to bank your money and your future income on a hope that that's going to come through? And I know that people can write in their contracts that you have to, you know, purchase everything through me. Um, and if you don't, you're going to get, you know, charged a percentage and all that other stuff. And that's all well and good if you're willing to enforce it. And I know a lot of you aren't because clients do things because they want to. And sometimes circumstance changes. So I want you to be thinking about when you're charging design fees that you're going to be paid for what you're doing. And then subsequently, if purchases come afterwards, there's another form of compensation that comes with purchases, which is all of the management of purchasing. And that is something that I talk about in my upcoming challenge, Purchasing Made Easy. If that's something that you're looking for some help with, go ahead and check out the link in the show notes to sign up for the waitlist. So I want you to be thinking about your design fees as compensation for you to come up with the ideas and the thoughts prior to purchases. Because what happens is if a client was decide, had decided to not work with you on purchases or subsequently, if you have decided that you don't want to work with this person anymore. They're not the person you thought they were. This is not the project you thought it was going to be. It's just not working out. We're not meshing. We're not gelling. You have been compensated for what you've already put into the project. So that's just my little rant about design fees. So she went in there and met with the client, gathered the information, came up with her fee. We went over it. And as we're talking through it, she realized that her fee was really, quite honestly, way too low. And um, I love when people say to me, I hear you in my head going, Pam's going, no, no, no. And that's, <laughs> it's a great thing because I want you to always be thinking, am I really charging what I should be charging? Because that is the level of service that I need to be giving someone. Because what happens when we charge less than that, as the project moves along, the blush of the dating is off the rose. And we start to feel like we're being taken advantage of. We start to feel like we're not getting paid what we're worth. And then that kind of seeps into the project and causes a degradation of how we approach things. So I want you to be thinking about that as you're putting your fees together. So after she met with the client and gathered the information and we talked it through, she went ahead and presented the fee, and within two days, she got an approval where the client said, yes, this looks great, we're ready to go, let's get started. Now, are y'all sitting down? Because the fee that she presented to the client was $96,000. Yes, baby! Don't you love it? She got a $96,000 design fee, she got an answer in two days, and she's ready to go. She's doing the biggest project she's done to date. And is she is at about five times the amount of fee that she would have ever thought to charge, that she's ever charged in her life. She said she was so calm, cool, and collected until she hung up the phone when they gave her the approval, and she literally ran around, started screaming. So I'm smiling right now. I hope you're smiling too, because I want you to know that this is possible for you. This is possible in your business. 
maybe not the $96,000 design fee, because that, of course, takes time. But what if you got the biggest fee you've ever gotten before in your design career to date? What if you got that in your business this year? How happy would that make you feel? How validated would that make you feel? What kind of confidence would that instill in you? And I think that's the biggest thing is that not only should we be charging what, our, what we're worth, which is the catchphrase that we hear over and over and over again, but we need to be thinking about why we're worth that. What does that mean? How do we know how we're gonna service that client? And how long is this relationship going to be? And how are we gonna feel like we have been compensated fairly so that we can keep going on the project? So I wanna share that with you because I wanna know that that's possible for you. That is totally possible. I know as a designer that you are always thinking about your clients. You're always thinking about your projects, how to make them better, how you can service your clients to the best of your ability, and that you will do what you feel is the right thing to do for them, even if it hurts you, even if it hurts you financially, even if it's a, you know, a project that's really weighing you down, you always muster through it and give your best to these clients. So that is without question. So now's the time to start charging what we need to be charging to get to that next level. So I hope this has inspired you. Again, if you want to start, you know, incorporating purchasing and some design fees in your business and you're really wondering how to do that, I mean, that only comes from having an outside perspective. You know, someone that was seasoned and had lots of confidence, still needed that help and that encouragement and the data behind it to say, hey, you need to be charging more. So if that's something of interest to you, I would love to hear from you. Go ahead and sign up on the wait list for the Purchasing Made Easy Challenge. I hope this has inspired you to know that this year you can charge more than you've ever charged before and be getting some great projects. And next time, if you want to know how this opportunity came to my client, I'm going to be talking you through that part of the process and you'll be amazed at how maybe easy, straightforward that worked out to be. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Six Figure Designer Podcast. If you're ready to make six figures in your interior design business, then check out my Design Business Bootcamp. Our next session starts soon. So let's get you to six figures, stat.